0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the Everything We Love About Disney podcast, the podcast with the description in the name because it's where we talk about everything we love about Disney. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy T, here with my wife and co-host, Gina.
1: Hey, everyone.
0: How are you on this uh, lovely Saturday?
1: Very well, thank you. (laughs) It's still summer here. So happy summer, everyone.
0: Yep, still summer, still quarantine, so we're hoping to bring you a little bit of the disney magic into your day um so we did try to record this episode a couple of weeks ago and for the first time ever i lost a podcast recording we were probably what 80 90 percent of the way through. yeah it was, it and was the sad. whole computer just froze up and everything was gone so we're gonna do it again for you and uh <laughs> so let's get right into it we <laughs> that's why this episode's been delayed so let's not delay it any further and talk about the transportation of walt disney world thought this would be a fun topic because you know it goes overlooked a little bit but there's so many ways to get around the massive 39 square mile property of Walt Disney World and it's both a convenience and uh, almost a little fun attraction in and of itself so you know when I say Disney transportation what's the I don't know what's the first thing that comes to your mind or where, where would you start in your head
1: yeah so just like going to a park or figuring out what you're going to eat for the day I think transportation is part of the fun I think for a brand new uh, Disney goer, it can be pretty overwhelming uh, given the complexities of it's very much, a, it works like a municipal transportation system. You have the different comings and goings and depending on where you're staying or where you want to go and point A to point B, it's 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 a lot, but it's really fun. It is.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the first thing I ask somebody when they're going down there asking, well, wh- where should I stay? And it's like, well, what are you doing? Because... That greatly affects the transportation options available to you, how right. long it takes to get to places, how convenient it is, and uh, we're gonna go through all the different ways to get around. Um, pretty much in order of I think, well, not in order, but but I want to start at the beginning with the Magical Express because yeah. that is the first you know possible sort of transportation you could encounter, uh, run by Disney or sort of run by Disney. Uh, this is a more recent edition, probably what 15 years old. Well, <laughs> I, no, I, I
1: can't believe it. No, is it that old? <laughs> it probably is. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I remember going on as early as 2006, 2007. Yeah. Maybe. So it's got to yeah. be, it's got to be at least 15 years old. But in the grand scheme of things, that's that's on the newer side.
1: Right. I mean, one of the things that I mentioned when we first recorded this was that I remember the days before the Magical right. Express where. You were pretty much on your own by the time you got to MCO, the Orlando International Airport. And so you had to plan ahead and uh, we would would always get a car service. And we would have that added expense where we would have the guy with the sign with our last name and we'd find him and then collect our bags and then jump in this car, which I guess is pretty convenient and direct, but... The convenience of the Magical Express is incredible if you're staying at the resorts. You get the tickets ahead of time, and you get luggage tags ahead of time depending on which resorts you're staying at, designated by uh, park area. So if you're at a Magic Kingdom hotel, you get Magic Kingdom tags, Epcot, and so on. And so by the time you land, all you have to do is head to the Magical Express area of the, um, the airport on the lower level. Your baggage, if you checked it, is all taken care of. It's going to be sent directly to your resort, which is directly to your room. Directly to your room. Which is even right. like
0: better. It's not even, even like, better, it, right? <laughs> you don't need to go pick it up. Like it is literally sitting there on your bed. If you're lucky, it could be it could beat you. Right. I mean, that doesn't happen a Sometimes lot.
1: Sometimes it really doesn't and it gets yeah. delayed, so keep things in your um, in your carry on yeah, bag just in case anything. if you need to jump to the parks or change your clothes or whatever. But, uh, yeah, you really can't beat that. And so then you have this... uh, Once you get on the bus, you're already immersed in that. Even before that, you're waiting in line. You have that anticipation building. They have videos playing, getting you excited about the attractions you're about to experience. And you're just already in the Disney bubble by that point.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like... You literally get off the plane from your from your location. You get off the plane, and the f- next person you talk to, more or less, has a Disney name tag, and that's right. the, and you're in. You know, like that's, that's how
1: you know. That's
0: it. You're just like you said. You're in the bubble.
1: And especially at holiday time, uh, they even go out of their way to decorate that area of the airport. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they have wreaths or they have like Halloween decorations. I just love that. Yeah. It's just a little extra touch that gets you in the spirit.
0: And it's included with your resort. Right. It is no additional fee. Um, We did discover that if you're not staying at a resort, you can pay to take it. If if you're just trying to get on property or get somewhere, you can pay, what was it, 20, 15?
1: Yeah, it was like $15, so I, uh, Tommy had gone down earlier than me uh, back when we were still kind of dating and I needed a way to get onto the property, but didn't have Magical Express ahead of time. And so I just went up to the counter thinking okay i could just see how much it is because an uber costs no less than 35 40 dollars taxi it really wasn't comfortable doing on my own so i went up to the counter and they printed me a ticket for like 18 dollars. and then moments later i was on a magical express bus and it was great
0: yeah yes that's a little known option for you uh, Alright, so let's let's move on then to um, I think the most iconic Disney transportation that we all kind of think of and it's sort of just synonymous with Disney World, and that's the monorail. Um, I have a special attachment to the Walt Disney World monorail because when I did the Disney College program back in 2009, that was my role. I was a uh, monorail pilot and uh, you know, spent five or so months running the Disney World monorail system, driving the trains, running the platform, doing everything from crowd control to taking the trains on and off the tracks and driving them around the the beams, and it was an absolute blast. And, you know, I already, like I said, it's already one of the most iconic things about Disney. i already in love with it, and getting to spend all that time as part of the system, as part of the cast and crew running it was really special, and just it's deeply ingrained in me that this is a... Important and special th- thing to me. So um, I've got, you know, insight here, but I want to hear from you, Gina, what's like your take or what you're feeling about the monorail.
1: Yeah. So even before that, I'd love for you to share maybe a, a favorite memory, a distinct memory, because I'm sure for our listeners they would love to know what it's like to be wearing that hat, <laughs> wearing that uniform.
0: Sure. I mean, a-, a few different things come to mind. I think. Not a specific memory, but just a general memory is I I worked nights mostly. So my shifts were stuff like it would be like either 2 to 9 p.m. Or it would sometimes be like 5 to 2 a.m. and stuff like that. I would work these late closing shifts, which I loved. And the exit was always the big thing of the day. And that is right after the fireworks ends, the masses come. The (laughs) hordes come. It's a COVID nightmare, right? Because everybody is – it is – Wall, literally wall to wall people for like a half an hour. That's the thing. But you gotta go fast. You gotta keep those cycle times down. And really, the crew, like the cast, pulls together, and like it's it's really a team effort to make that happen and make you know move as many people as possible out to the parking lot and to the, the resorts. And you know when when things are going great, like it felt really special to be a part of that. Um, special or specific memories would be stuff like you know this was back in the days when you could still. Uh, have guests up in the front so that was a blast Uh, several guests i had a lot of fun with i remember taking a picture with this one little boy who wanted to uh you know i basically drove him and his mom around the entire resort lines that's like half an hour it's like we're talking for half an hour you know we (laughs) we had you know some good time together and then at the end the the mom was like oh can he take a picture with you like you know can you sit in the in the seat and he'll sit next to you and i said how about he sits in the chair and i stand next to him and the look on this kid's face was just like Aww. he was thrilled and uh it's another similar story where a little girl called me the nicest train driver she ever met which i don't know how many train drivers she's <laughs> meeting but i was the nicest so th- there's that so those were the kind of special times just spending time people hearing their stories um whether it was the families or picking up the you know drunk kids from food and wine festival or oh, whatever it was, from, it was from epcot uh, you know, th- those types of experiences were always a lot of fun or just talking on the, on the platform, waiting for the next train to come through, just saying, Hey, where are you guys from? Or what did you do today? Or what do you, what do you got going next? And met people from all over the world, all over the country, all walks of life. It was really cool just to, to meet those people and to be a part of that, that system was really special.
1: What an unforgettable experience. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. you were one of the lucky few and <laughs> You, just just as many times as you, I don't know, felt the magic from cast members, you were able to give some away, too, in that in that sense. So thank you for your part of in, in keeping the magic alive. Of course. I'll <laughs> tell
0: one other story that I've told you before, but I think this was fun because it was a tough situation where a little girl is on the platform. I think I was talking about what rise they went on that day, and then she got to the haunted mansion. She was like, they told me on the Haunted Mansion that a ghost was going to follow me home. Will, I, will there be a ghost at home? So then I had a choice, right? I was like, I either have to terrify this kid and tell her, like, yeah, there's going to be a ghost in your house. <laughs> or tell her, like, no, it's all fake. And, you know, and say, no, it's all, you know, make-believe. And that didn't seem great either. So I had some quick thinking and I said, well, you'll only see the ghosts when you go back to the Haunted Mansion. You'll see the ghosts again. But you won't, you know, they won't at your house and she stopped and looked out for a second then she looked at me and said yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i pulled that one out nicely so that was a fun one. <laughs>
1: perfect yeah so i guess monorail for me um isn't as personal but it still is in a way as yeah. as a um a patron i guess yeah and,
0: and you're staying at the polynesian a lot right that was, right. That was and the contemporary and the ground floridian as well like obviously I mean we didn't really do an overview of the monorail but it serves those three resorts plus the Magic Kingdom plus Epcot and then the Transportation and Ticket Center is the one that kind of joins everything together um you know staying at those resorts you probably have a lot of experience and and special memories tied to it that way
1: certainly and right when you go through the gates uh almost right away you see the monorail track and that's another signal for me that I am on property especially when you see your first monorail go by Mm -hmm. when you're on a bus. If you're on the Magical Express, if you're on one of the motor coaches, it's just a really... It's quintessential Walt Disney World, yeah. I think, um, in a lot of ways. It's something that people always tell you about and something that you look forward to. And I just... I love it. I think uh, in recent years, it has needed a little love. Yes. And it's been certainly overused, but there is no better feeling than using that as a as a method of transportation. Yeah. and Also, it feels like an attraction in a lot of ways.
0: For sure, I mean, it has so many great elements to it, uh, being, you know, yes, it's transportation, right? It gets you from the parking lot or from your resort to the park, but it's also like storytelling and building anticipation, right? right? Like, you leave your car back there, you buy your ticket back there, you do all that stuff, and then you, you know, this is if you're driving to the park, this is how it was designed, right? For people who are driving in, you park, you get your ticket, and then you board this monorail and you are whisked across this lagoon and there is just you are in a different world. You leave the real world behind and now you are in this world of fantasy and it really is an incredible way to, to enter a play. I don't know, that that's to me why Walt Disney World is the greatest theme park, right? Because it has that element of escapism yeah. and, and really again leaving <laughs> all your problems behind and, and entering those gates. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd say also the look of the monorail is super important. It's futuristic, but also blends in nicely. Like there's no reason that design should fit in at the Polynesian, you know, like Mm -hmm. it shouldn't make sense to see this ultra futuristic, sleek, white vehicle gliding above you while in a, you know, Tiki hut, but you don't question it. It just just works. (laughs) Somehow it just works. Uh, of course the colors are another iconic piece here there are 12 trains i'll run through them real quick blue black coral gold green lime orange peach red silver teal and yellow and back when i was driving people to say like each one has its own personality I like to drive a little bit differently like to break down on you sometimes <laughs> some you say oh yeah blue's being annoying today keeps you know frizzing out on me so that was always fun <laughs> Um, and we used to play guess the color. Yep. So you're waiting in the station for the one to come. Uh, you know, you would try to, you would guess in your party, like what's, uh, which color it's going to be coming around the, coming around the bend.
1: And I think everyone has their own favorite color. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is classic red just because we had the toy monorail yeah. that you could buy in the parks back in the day with like the full scale track that went along with the Epcot ball and the Magic Kingdom playset and it would move around the track and make all the noises. It's yep. just yep. quintessential Disney like I said.
0: Tell the uh the photo story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh for those who have uh never listened to us before or for those who have listened to us, we got married at Walt Disney World last October And, uh, of course, we uh, got married in the wedding pavilion for our ceremony and had a reception in the Grand Floridian Ballroom. Uh, So, of course, we were very close to Magic Kingdom and got our photos taken around there, like the perfect shots in that area. Uh, But, of course, the monorail goes through that resort. And at one point, we were walking from out of the limousine, um, doing some kind of action shots back to the wedding pavilion. And all of a sudden, our photographer said, Wait, stop right there. I need to get a picture. The monorail's coming. So we posed, she took the photo. And after the photo, because our back was to the track, we said, What color was it? And she said really excitedly, "Red!" And we <laughs> both went, "Yay!" <laughs> so we have this really perfect shot of a Disney afternoon, monorail in the background, in our wedding garb. It's just perfect yes. for us. Knowing Tommy's backstory of <laughs> being a cast member, it was just—it was just great.
0: Yeah, and I'll tack on this story too. We, we did our Magic Kingdom photo shoot a couple days after, and then it's like seven in the morning. We had time to kill, and we just did a a loop on the monorail in our uh, (laughs) wedding wedding clothes. And that was kind of fun. Everybody's just like smiling and looking and talking to us and just kind of snapping pictures around.
1: Right. Everyone else was like getting ready for a a regular park day in their regular clothes. And so here we were in our (laughs) wedding clothes. Yeah,
0: it was pretty fun.
1: We wanted to maximize those outfits to the best of our ability. and I think we did so successfully. I was like, this is the last
0: time we're going to be in these. Let's do something. Right, We had
1: to do the monorail photo shoot.
0: Yep. Um, all right, we're going along on the monorail, but a couple more things I do want to mention. Uh, the narration. Oh, yeah. Uh, always important. Great way for me. Like, when I hear that voice when I'm at home or something and I'm listening to my Disney tracks, that takes me right there. Of course, the iconic, uh, please stand clear of the doors, por favor, how do puertas. Said by Jack Wagner, who was the voice of Disneyland and Walt Disney World for decades. His voice lives on there long after his uh, uh, death. It's going to be there forever.
1: And his Spanish is very good.
0: Yeah, yeah. You might also know his fa- other famous Spanish is the... Remain seated, please.
1: Oh, yeah. Better
0: sentados, por favor. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. I know the syllables. I don't really know the words. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and then um, bringing Epcot into the, into the picture, too. Oh, I love that yes. they extended it to Epcot.
1: I So depending on which resort we would stay at as a family, if we stayed at the Magic Kingdom Resorts, Polynesian, Contemporary, whatever, I would. Uh, Epcot is my favorite park. So when we would go over to the TTC, the Transportation Ticket Center, and wait for that Epcot monorail to show up, there's just something really nostalgic to me about that platform and then taking that ride. It's a little bit longer, as you can imagine, from... Epcot than it is to do a Magic Kingdom loop around Seven Seas Lagoon. So you're seeing some parts of the resort that you wouldn't normally, that are even a little more rugged. Uh, The conservation lands around the parks, and you see a little bit of the Wilderness Lodge, and as you're approaching Epcot, you get to go through Future World from from above, which is just so beautiful and fun, and you, you get a glimpse of how many people are coming and going. It's just very, like, it's a great way to start the Epcot experience. Yep,
0: absolutely. We call it the teardrop Yeah. Um, loop. And that was even open before Epcot was open, so you could take that ride oh, cool. and look at the construction of Epcot. And it's also great when you're on the ground. It's always so fun to watch the monorail go by above you because it fits so well Right into the future world aesthetic. Yeah, so. there
1: are some parts where you feel like it is right above you. Yeah,
0: it's really like you hear that. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think, is a good wrap-on the monorail yeah,
1: so we love the monorail
0: we certainly do i mean we could have done an episode about the monorail we could i think so this was we're 20 minutes in almost <laughs> right? uh, we could have done we could keep going but i want to hit these other transportation methods as well moving on to the boats
1: which i also really love yes it'd be hard for me to choose which i prefer but again the boats are so convenient especially if you're at a magic kingdom resort I just love those open air, yeah. smaller. I, I don't know what um, they classify those boats as. but
0: Yeah, let me do the, the classifications here. I mean, I don't know, like the technical. Not, I'm not a, yeah, <laughs> I'm not <yeah>. a sailor. <laughs> but you have the big ferry boats, which take you just back and forth from the Transportation and Ticket Center.
1: Those are impressive.
0: Yes, those are impressive, how efficient they are and how many people can fit in there. Yeah. If you do time it just right, that can be faster than the monorail. Yeah, if absolutely. you get right on it, it definitely can be um don't tell anyone at monorails i said that (laughs) um there's a friendly rivalry between watercraft and monorails (laughs) um there's the cruisers which are like the semi-enclosed longer boats that take you to the um contemporary wilderness lodge in fort wilderness there's sort of a couple different routes in there that take you to those resorts and there's the launches that service the polynesian and grand floridian yeah that's and those are, yeah and that, those what you were talking about i love those too we used to take we said the grand floridian a lot and always take the monorail to the magic kingdom because it's the first stop yep so you're there in minutes and then on the way back to jump on the boat because it's the first stop in that way yep. and it's so great to just get that panoramic view of seven seas lagoon like i was saying before it's just so immersive and so, I don't know, it's, it's peaceful and...
1: Yeah, I I grew up um, summers on, on the lake. I'm a lake girl and I just love being on the water. I love being in a boat. I love having the wind in my face. I just feel like it's a really beautiful, relaxing way to enjoy the scenery around you. Not just the park, but all these beautiful resorts. I mean... You look at one vantage point, you see this sweeping Grand Floridian-Victorian design. Then you look straight ahead, and you're at the Polynesian. You feel like you're in a completely different universe. And then across the lake, you see the contemporary, and it's just so cool.
0: Yeah, the theme here of just like, like I was saying before, of the monorail and the Polynesian, like all these things somehow work together, even though they're all so different. But I think that's sort of the magic of that whole area. Yeah. Yep. Um, Those aren't the only boats, however, on Walt Disney World property. You can also take the Friendship Boats on Crescent Lake that goes between Epcot, the Yacht and Beach, Boardwalk, Swan and Dolphin, and Hollywood Studios. And that is a less convenient ride, I find, but it is relaxing and can be nice to take in that scenery as well.
1: It's a lot slower, uh, just that everyone, (laughs) people probably know, but for those who don't, yes, it is a, a slower experience. There is also a friendship uh, that takes you from one end of the other to the World Showcase yeah, Lagoon, yeah. Um, so that's convenient, but... Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it's probably faster to walk because it takes... It's really yeah. the, the, the slowness is docking those boats takes a long time, so you'll get to your destination pretty quickly, but then, like, the docking and undocking and loading and unloading takes a while.
1: Yeah, and like... a lot of stops. G- growing up when we would want to go from Hollywood Studios to Epcot... We would get on the boat, we'd go past Swan and Dolphin, we'd go to the boardwalk. By the time we got to the Yacht and Beach Club, we said, okay, we're just walking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can't do this anymore, it's taking way too long. Especially if you're going to have lunch at World Showcase, which is oftentimes what we would do. Yeah.
0: Yep, it's just... They just take—I don't know—something about the confinements of space. Maybe it takes so long to pull in and out.
1: I don't love that they close the windows too. I think if you had some oh, more yeah. airflow in those boats, it'd be a lot more enjoyable. True. But they're, they're loud, just, also. Yeah, you just feel kind of trapped after a while.
0: Yep. So I guess we're kind of coming to the conclusion that we don't absolutely love riding them <laughs> <laughs> all the time. The but friendship, love, boats, uh, the friendship, anyway. the friendship boats. Yeah. But I think they are—they are, they are a great, you know, kinetic uh, addition, right? It's f- I love watching Absolutely. them go by. If you're staying at one of those resorts, it really adds to the scenery and. Um, it's
1: it's still better than taking a bus, I think.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, speak. Well, we're not there yet. actually. <laughs> one more boat to cover, and that yeah. is the Sasagula River uh, boats, which those I find to be a little more convenient. Those service the Port Orleans resorts, the Old Key West, Saratoga Springs, and all the way to Disney Springs. And those are a little better because they kind of just pull over. Yeah. Instead of having to like navigate onto their dock like the other ones do. They kind of just, it's a thin river and they just can kind of pull into their spots pretty easily. And I know we don't have as much experience. Have you been on those at all?
1: I never have, even though I've stayed many times at Port Orleans. So for those who are interested in the Port Orleans French Quarter and Riverside, and Old Key West Resorts, and are planning on doing- Saratoga. Saratoga Springs, and are planning on having multiple dinners and evenings at Disney Springs, this is a great option for you, transportation. You should really consider staying at one of those resorts.
0: Yeah, I mean, also those resorts don't have as many sit-down options as some of the others deluxe right. resorts. But when you can jump on a boat and be there in 15 minutes... And have everything. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice and convenient. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I've been on those a couple of times and it's cool. You go through the golf course at one point. Oh, nice. Which is nice. So those are a nice ride, I think. A little longer, but it's a nice ride. Yeah. All right, let's move along to the motor coaches.
1: (laughs) Which is a fancy word for bus.
0: Because bus just sounds way too... You know, you think of a city bus, right? And yeah, they're not that far off. Right. (laughs) But it's Disney, right? They're clean.
1: Very. They're
0: very clean. They're pretty comfortable for the most part, unless you get it at the end of the day when everybody's jamming into one of those things.
1: Yeah. But But, air conditioning is fantastic. Yeah,
0: they crank it. I love it. (laughs) And... You know, you'll hear a lot of complaints about the people being late or being delayed or, or having to wait for a long time. It definitely happens. It's tough. But I would say those things just stick in your mind, right? Like you might have a week long trip and a couple times you have a bad experience and then a dozen other times it's great. Yeah. You wait whatever it is, 5, 10, 15 minutes max usually, especially when you're in like those rush periods morning or evening trying to get one way or the other. And you're off to your destination pretty efficiently.
1: Yeah, I would say if you are pressed for time or you're worried, chances are if Magic Kingdom opens at 9, everyone's going to be waiting out in the bus by 8.15, just like you. So if you can find a way to get up half an hour earlier and get to the park half an hour earlier, yes, you're standing around a little bit longer, but then you're not as concerned about making a certain time, yeah. you know, getting the getting the opening and... and Getting on those rides that you want to get on. Just try to maximize your time efficiently.
0: Yeah, leave extra time for it to be delayed. And if you do that, if you kind of just assume that you're going to be a little delayed maybe, then you'll be fine. Yeah. and Manage your expectations. Than, yeah, you'll be more than fine. Like, it will get you where you need to go. Like yeah. Very rarely is there an issue besides having to wait a little longer. Right. right? It's like, going to show up. There's not going to be traffic. Yeah. Right? Like, there's not going to be – like, stuff like that basically is what I'm saying is that once it shows up, you're pretty you're pretty gold. Yeah. I also love how they pump in music yeah. to the buses, depending on where you're going and where you're coming from. So, you know, if you're going to Hollywood Studios, you're going to hear movie soundtracks. If you're going to the Grand Floridian, you're going to hear big band music. Yeah. If you're going to Polynesian, you're going to hear tiki music or, you know, tiki drums or whatever. So that's a lot of fun as well. Just a nice way to add to the theming.
1: Yeah, they'll even do that on uh, when you're looking at the front of the bus and they have the signage, the, oh, yeah. the um, light up sign. It'll say Aloha, Disney's Polynesian Resort. You know, just, just right. an added touch.
0: Every location has its own little uh, slogan or phrase. Yeah. To it. Yep. Very nice. All right. Well, let's let's now talk about the newest addition to the fleet of Disney transportation, and that is the Skyliner. Yeah. Just about a year old right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, when this was just an idea. I thought to myself, there's no way they're going to do this. Like, it just seems so far-fetched. And I I just don't know how they can pull it off. And they did. They were serious about it. They they managed to do this. And it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I know it had a rough launch that week with that, that incident. But since then, it's been pretty efficient from what I can see. Obviously, we've been closed for a few months. But uh, when we went back in October... And we tried it a bunch. We tried it a bunch since then, right? We yeah. had a couple trips since then, and it's quick. It's comfortable. It's efficient. It's a really nice addition that I hope they expand because right now it's serving uh, Pop Century and Art of Animation, the uh, Caribbean Beach, the New Riviera, uh, and those you can get from those resorts to both Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And if you're staying at like again at Caribbean Beach, you can zip over to either of those resorts in like 10 minutes
1: yeah that's the central artery isn't it
0: yeah yeah yeah, everything kind of uh collides there for lack of a better term oh gosh Um,
1: but (laughs) and epcot just so you know epcot and hollywood studios there is no direct route uh, Yeah, you gotta transfer there yeah you do have to connect through at least one of the resorts but honestly knowing how uh sensitive this kind of Hanging gondola in the sky in a h- otherwise hurricane state. They're very careful. Yep. If there's any inkling, inkling of, of bad weather, they will cease operation. Uh, but for the most part, uh, load in and load out is very efficient. Mm-hmm. Even though there may be long lines at first, it looks like. They move very quickly they only load eight people maximum and oftentimes you are in a gondola by yourself
0: i think right now actually it is one party per for sure yeah for just if you're curious for if you're going down while well, you know the covid restrictions are still in place it's one party per gondola and yeah when we went it was max two parties right yeah. like i don't we think we were there once with a another party of three or four or something right and yeah us. no so,
1: more than six we've ever been in a yeah situation and it's, it's pretty comfortable. I mean, the, the wooden benches are fine. They're fine. Um, the airflow I was concerned about, but they do have kind of air ducts on the bottom that yeah. help bring in the natural air. It is not air conditioned, which at first concerned me. But so long as you're moving through the sky yeah. quickly and not stopped at any point, it feels pretty good.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely. And... You know, like you were kind of saying how the line moves quickly, unlike the bus where you don't know exactly when the next one's coming. Even the monorail, you don't know when the next one's coming. You know the next one's coming right behind the one right. before it. So, you, you know, it's like getting on Spaceship Earth or something where you are constantly loading and therefore, like, it's just a constantly moving line, which right. is great.
1: And for those who have uh, folks in their party with um, wheelchairs or need handicap accessibility, there is a separate line for those folks. And so you don't have to worry about being pressured into, you know, moving fast in order to make the gondola, like they they have a completely separate line for you and they make sure that a cast member is assisting you and that you are safely and securely in place before they insert you into the rest of the line.
0: Yeah, the gondola actually exits the main line and has its own spot where you can take as much time as you need to board. And then, like Gina just said, it gets it, – it's reinserted into the system, which is pretty cool. They do this on a couple of rides It was now. fascinating
1: to watch because yeah, I wondered how that worked.
0: Right. Toy Story Mania has the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's really convenient for everybody, right? Like nobody is being held up by something which, you know, they know needs to be taken place, right? right. Like we know that these people need – um, that certain people need extra time, and that's fine, right? And this is, like, the best of all worlds where, yeah. like, they can take as much time as they need, don't have to feel pressured, and everybody wins. So, yeah. love that. All right, so we're thumbs up on the Skyliner. Let's talk about a unique, not even unique, but, like, something you don't think about, I guess, a transportation that's using uh, using your own legs or, or, <laughs> or, you know, however you get around normally. You can walk or, or scooter or wheelchair or <laughs> stroll your way around. There are many opportunities where you can walk from place to place we kind of mentioned a couple of them already um the first one that comes to mind for me is the epcot resort area Yep. uh exiting out of the international gateway you know the second gate out of epcot between the uk and france you can walk from there to those resorts the yacht and beach the boardwalk swan and dolphin and all the way to hollywood studios so that is super convenient
1: yeah, that walkway is really great. We've we've definitely done that walk from Hollywood Studios to Epcot before, and it's a little bit longer, so be prepared for twenty-ish minutes.
0: Could, could be more if you're like with kids, or, yeah. or anything like that. Like where you know, two thirty-year-olds is one thing. Like if you're with a bigger group, it could take longer, but it's a nice walk, especially as you get closer to Epcot. Uh,
1: um, Yeah, it gives you a nice... If you're not staying in that area, it gives you a nice view of the hotels over there. And certainly Crescent Lake is really lovely.
0: Yeah. Uh, Similarly, you can walk to the Contemporary from the Magic Kingdom. That's really convenient. Which, yeah, I mean, you're right there. There's really no reason to take them on (laughs) for a lot of people. If you're at Bay Lake Tower, you're really right there.
1: Right. And you have your own security line from there, too. So you avoid the masses entirely.
0: Yep. Yep. Really... Convenience. And then very soon they'll be opening the walkway in the other direction to the Grand Floridian.
1: That will be great.
0: And you'll be able to walk to the Grand Floridian and even beyond to the Polynesian. You can, there's already a walkway there. So if you are staying at the Polynesian or Grand Floridian, you can walk between those two resorts. And if you're staying at the Polynesian, you can walk to the Transportation and Ticket Center. So you'll be able to walk all, all the way around. You'll be able to, if you wanted to, go from the Contemporary all the way around the long way to the Transportation and Ticket Center.
1: For for any runners, yeah, that's that's a path that I would love to do one day, uh, because it's just, this whole time been unavailable. Even though from the monorail, there has always been an interesting path that led to nowhere from Magic Kingdom.
0: It's always weird, yeah. They
1: they have this. You could tell that they manicure the lawns. They have the lamp posts that light up at night, but it just really ended abruptly at the. Um, Artery way of water where the electric mm-hmm. water p- pageant is, is stored. So now they have a bridge and they can open it when they need to to let the pageant out or in or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know why it took them so long, yeah, but-, it's
0: weird, but it's here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other walking spots? Oh, you can walk from Saratoga Springs to Disney Springs. There's a bridge. That's a convenient one.
1: It's right there.
0: Yep. All right, so let's just hit a couple of other, you know, more normal ways to get around. But let's talk about our thoughts about them. The first being um, shared ride services. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, this has come to prominence over the past, whatever, five, six years. And it's been outstanding. I didn't think it would be great in Disney World, but it is affordable. And if you need to get somewhere, like if you don't have a car and you are at a resort and you need to get to another resort, that is going to be the best way, quickest way to do it most of the time it's less than $10 and you know you can be anywhere in disney world in 15 minutes or whatever it's it's really convenient i mean it's it's taking you out of the magic a little bit that's what i say the downside is but the convenience you know when you're on a vacation and every minute counts it could be worth it
1: especially those who for us we never rented a car i mean i think we did once so that we could go to bush gardens one year but The the idea for us was that we were fully immersed in the magic and we were relying entirely on public or (laughs) public Disney transportation. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it kind of is. But the idea behind that too, I guess the downside is that we didn't really explore the other resorts for a long time because we were just within our section and really couldn't divert from that. But now with these shared services, if you don't have a car, you're not doing all that stuff, you can get that reservation somewhere else.
0: Yeah, if you're only doing, you know, a couple of times, it's much more affordable than renting a car. Right. So that kind of transitions to the last one I want to talk about So we can kind of talk about rental cars versus um, shared rides a little bit. We grew up getting the rental car a lot of the time, mm. so we could do, you know, the Chef Mickey's or whatever it was, you know, before the buses were ramped up the way they are <laughs> now with driving to the studios or whatever was uh, was convenient for us. But I, I do think that rental car, especially if you're if you are planning on going to a lot of different resorts or if you are planning on going off property, it can be a nice option if you got a bunch of people in your party. Um, you know, Disney does charge you by the day to park it at the resort, but that does include um, you do get included parking at the res- at the parks. So mm. there's a give and take there with the advent of Uber and Lyft. I'm a little 50-50 on whether it's worth it uh, unless you're going off site,
1: right? I was going to talk about the minivans, which I think at this point are defunct.
0: It seems that like they're going away. I'm not sure if that's a COVID casualty or that just didn't work out for them. Uh, we did it once or twice. Very, again, like clean and Disney-like and, and pleasant. Really expensive. I, really expensive. I think we were, we paid like 40 or $50 for one of the rides and I was like, oh my gosh, like that's a lot.
1: But I will say, if you are a large family, and you, or you have chill, young children in your party, you have strollers, you have grandparents, you don't want to have to deal with the bus, a minivan would be great.
0: It's true. There there are occasions where I could see it working out, especially if it's one time in your trip, like it's not a, a big deal. Like
1: right, like you're worried about making a certain reservation or something, and you have all these people with all of these different needs, and you just don't want to have to deal with. The bus or or anything else and you just want to get from point a to point b and you're willing to make you're willing to pay for convenience at that point yeah. i feel like that's when it makes sense
0: you yeah, know they announced that i was hoping it would be something that's like you know 15 bucks each way where it's just a little bit more than uber so it's worth it to right. use every day of your trip but fortunately it might not, it's probably not, well, it might be done now, but even during its life, it, it turned out to just be a little too prohibitive. But that occasional time, like we needed it, this one weird time, we just had to book it and it was wonderful. Yeah, the, the,
1: it was. it's cast members who drive. It, it was these really sweet looking cars, depending on your needs and your uh, party size, but they were red and they had the white, Polka dots, And, it, you know, you'd see them driving around the resort and you couldn't help but smile because yep. they're just so cute.
0: <laughs> they are. They are. Well, that about rounds out, I think, our transportation discussion. Oh, you have another thing to add?
1: I just wanted to say much, much in the way that we started this podcast, the Magical Express for that sad and horrible mm. day when it's time for your vacation to end. The Magical Express will drive you from your resort to back to the airport mm-hmm. and uh in the same way you can relinquish your your checked bags with um go go outside to bell services and they can take care of your check bags for you and just
0: they can even check you into your flight is usually an airport yeah. uh check-in desk airline check-in desk
1: yep the night the night before you your final day uh you do get something slipped under the door which mm-hmm. is the saddest feeling <laughs> <laughs> and that gives That's you the worst. more
0: <laughs> seeing that envelope is the worst
1: <laughs> it's more it's instructions about how to check out and your final bill and things like that so um the convenience even though uh it is dubbed the tragical express <laughs> because people are just so sad that they're <laughs> yeah. leaving and it's a painful experience it's also very convenient on the way back absolutely So yeah, transportation. It's a very important asset of this incredible place. Yeah. And maximize it to your benefit.
0: Yeah, you really, you don't think about it right away when you're thinking about your trip. But once you start thinking about it, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many different... Wasting it around, so many things to see and do just while you're getting from place to place. So right. It's and important.
1: If you can't do it all on one trip, that's why you go back.
0: Always a reason. Always <laughs> leave yourself a reason to go back. That's exactly. My, that's my motto. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Gina, where can folks find and follow you on the Disney webs?
1: Yeah. So I have uh, my own blog. It's willrunfordisney.com. You can find me on Instagram at blog, Facebook, and Twitter.
0: And then, of course, you could follow the Diz Quiz on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We are uh, just launching season three of the Diz Quiz show, which has taken a, a pivot to be just kind of a hodgepodge of fun Disney content. The premiere of season three was a quiz all about disney background music so if you are a fan like i am of disney world background music be sure to test your own knowledge of it on the latest episode it was a lot of fun to put together so definitely check that out on youtube or podcast services just like in the same feed where you can find this show so we do appreciate you listening and following along with all the fun content we're doing over here and we hope to bring you a lot more very soon Yeah. so until then i've been tommy and i'm gina we will see you real soon